This is uh, Dr. Pedro Ramirez, Editor-in-Chief of the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer. And today I have the great pleasure of speaking with uh, Professor Alexei Chevchuk, who is the Director of Gynecologic Oncology at Blockheen Cancer Center in Moscow, Russia. Welcome, Alexei. Uh, hi, Pedro. Thank you. Thank you very much for this invitation, for this interview. So, Alexei, I wanted to just share with our audience in the journal um, some of the details regarding the points of gynecologic oncology um, in Russia. And I wanted to start by talking about what is the infrastructure of the practice of gynecologic oncology in Russia today? Um, in other words, do most patients with gynecologic cancers go to a specialized cancer center in the major cities or are they generally looked after by general gynecologists or general surgeons? Okay, uh, so uh, in Russia, uh, oncology is separated from general medicine. And um, usually uh, patients with cancer received, um, are received treatment in specialized oncology centers. Uh, we have about um, 80 five regions in Russia. This is something like uh, like states in the USA. And uh, every region uh, has its own uh, regional cancer center. Uh, totally, we have uh, 96 regional cancer centers and uh, about uh, seven federal uh, institute, oncologic institute. Uh, Non-metering uh, some uh, oncologic, uh, oncologic department or oncologic department in uh, general hospitals. Uh, so usually patients are referred to uh, special uh, um, oncology center, but sometimes uh, when um, general hospital uh, have a special license for oncology treatment and they have trained specialists, uh, the treatment can be uh, provided in uh, these general hospitals. But uh, usually uh, uh, it is only surgery uh, and sometimes chemotherapy, but not the treatment of full circle, I mean, uh, radiology, chemotherapy, and surgery. And Alexia, you mentioned that there's about 96 uh, cancer centers throughout the uh, country. And are patients able to go to any cancer center that they wish to, uh, they wish to be seen, or they have to go first to the cancer center in that region where they reside? Uh, usually they have to go first in the regional cancer center because Russia is a very big country and very big territory and sometimes uh, it is uh, difficult to reach uh, another center and the system was made for uh, for this, for the patients because they um, have to uh, quickly reach a regional oncology center. But if they want uh, to uh, receive treatment in federal center, uh, they uh, can uh, go there. This is not a problem. And Alexei, um, are patients aware that there is a specialty uh, of gynecologic oncology um, or do they generally seek the care of a general gynecologist or a general surgeon uh, today in Russia? Uh, usually uh, they get information about gynecology from the general uh, specialists, uh, in our cases, uh, gynecologists who work in general uh, hospital or in general outpatient department. And uh, usually uh, uh, gynecologists uh, refer 
these patients to oncologists uh, after confirmation of diagnosis or in cases of um, uh, suspicious uh, diagnosis. And take me uh, a little bit back into the training itself. Uh, what, what is the current training structure for gynecologic oncologists in Russia? In other words, how many years of medical school? How many years of residency? Are, are there formal fellowships? Um, and, and how many centers offer training to young doctors in gynecologic oncology? So, uh, uh, the way uh, of the gynecologic oncologist to be is the next. Uh, first, uh, medical university for six years. Uh, then uh, he can um, uh, he can come to residency uh, for uh, residency on oncology for two years. Um, uh, it is not a residency residency for gynecologic oncology. It is a residency for oncology because in Russia we do not have separate specialty gynecologic oncology. We uh, have only two specialties related generally re related to oncology. This is oncology and radio uh, radiotherapy. And that's all. So all uh, the doctors, uh, gynecologic oncologists, they are all uh, are certified uh, as uh, oncologist. oncologists. So after two years of residency, uh, this young doctor can, be, um, can uh, go to the clinical practice and to work like an gynecologist or like a hematherapist, but not radiology, radiology is separate. Uh, or uh, uh, this doctor can go to a uh, scientific fellowship for three years. Um, a scientific fellowship is uh, uh, some uh, is a research work and clinical practice. And after that, uh, at the end of scientific fellowship, uh, uh, fellow must defend uh, the dissertation. Dissertation. Uh, so this is uh, it will be the final step of his research work. And after that, uh, they go to clinical practice. And like I say, here in the United States and, and in many countries around the world, gynecologic oncologists have to have had training in obstetrics and gynecology. Is that the same in Russia? Do they, are they required to do obstetrics as part of their training? It is preferable, but not mandatory. If you have certification in obstetric and gynecology, uh, uh, it is good. But if you don't have, it is not necessary. And you mentioned that the, the fellows are basically trained in oncology. But how do you differentiate in terms of the path of training for the surgical part versus the medical part? Uh, uh, usually, during the residency, uh, uh, this young doctor, uh, he uh, uh, visit, uh, visit uh, uh, different departments of uh, oncology centers because the, res the residency is usually um, uh, take place in uh, big oncology centers many departments and uh, um, when um, the doctor when a doctor decide to um, uh, be a, a gynecologic oncologist uh, he spend a lot of time in the special department and uh, if a um, uh, doctor decide to be hematherapy uh, so he will uh, spend a lot of time in uh, this department but uh, the purpose of the residency is to, uh, that the that the doctor must uh, mm, uh, receive information about all uh, 
main tumors. So the head and neck, thoracic, uh, abdominal, gynecology, uh, and uh, all of the departments that um, uh, we have in clinical centers. And then the ultimate training in specifically women's cancer in, in gynecologic oncology is beyond that uh, residency training and, and that uh, certification of oncology? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, but of course, uh, two years, it is not enough for doctor to, um, uh, to get all the information to be trained in oncogynecology. And that's why uh, doctor can... Uh, uh, can work as a doctor of the uh, clinical practice, can work in cancer center, but under the mentorship, under mentorship of the senior colleagues, uh, because it is necessary to uh, get some experience in, in the profession. And Alexei, roughly, how many gynecologic oncologists do you think are practicing in Russia today? It is a very interesting question, and we don't have these statistics. We don't have, but it is interesting that we want to have it and uh, we will uh, make uh, our own database on, on gynecology. So, but I think yeah, about uh, maybe from uh, three to four hundred. I see. And what percentage would you say of gynecologic oncologists in Russia are women? Uh, it seems to me that it is about uh, 60%. Okay. 60%. Um, Speaking a little bit about the types of cancers that you see in Russia, uh, what's the most common gynecologic cancer? The most common gynecologic cancer uh, in Russia is endometrial cancer. Um, endometrial cancer in uh, 2018, uh, we, um, uh, we found new uh, cases. Uh, it, it were about... Uh, 27,000 new cases of endometrial cancer. The next cancer is uh, cervical cancer. It's about uh, 5% of all um, uh, cancers in women. And uh, the third is ovarian cancer. So we do not have statistics on vulvar cancer. And uh, Alexia, I was interested in, uh, particularly in, in cervical cancer, uh, are the majority of patients presenting in early stage or already locally advanced disease? Uh, unfortunately, uh, we have many patients with locally advanced disease. Uh, about 50% uh, uh, of the patient have third or uh, first uh, stage of the disease. Uh, and the reason for this is um, uh, some problems with the prevention and screening because unfortunately in Russia today we do not have uh, organized um, screening programs uh, for cervical cancer. We have only some local uh, programs and uh, that's why uh, we still have a lot of patients with advanced stage cervical cancer. And you mentioned the screening. Do you feel that the screening issue is because of poor patient awareness or just no access to screening from the patients? Uh, we do not have Problems uh, which are approved by the Ministry of Health. Uh, I think we will have it in the future, but uh, today it is not organized. Uh, it is not organized. And Alexei, um, tell me a little bit about vaccination for um, cervical cancer prevention. Is this part of a routine standard or not? Not there yet. 
next problem because mm-hmm. unfortunately uh, vaccination HPV vaccination uh, uh, today is uh, not included in national calendar of vaccination uh, in our country uh, uh, vaccine is accessible uh, for example Gardasil is accessible for free for people in some regions like Moscow, St. Petersburg and uh, uh, some uh, other regions but uh, generally but generally we do not have uh, uh, organized program of uh, uh, vaccination uh, HPV vaccination so uh, and the reason for that is uh, the cost of this vaccine um, in Russia, one dose uh, of uh, Gardasil is about $150, uh, and um, uh, this is very expensive. Unfortunately, we do not have our own HPV vaccine, uh, but I hope it will be. But uh, it, uh, it uh, usually takes a lot of time. And um, Alexia, moving on to, you mentioned that the most common type of cancer was endometrial cancer. Um, and I'm interested you know, certainly in the United States and uh, in, in most regions of the world, minimally invasive surgery is uh, part of the standard or or, or certainly in, in the major centers. Um, are most patients with endometrial cancer in Russia undergoing open surgery or minimally invasive surgery? Today, uh, patients are mostly undergone laparoscopic surgery. I think the percentage of the laparoscopic operation for endometrial cancer uh, is about 18, 80% in uh, the majority of uh, cancer centers. Uh, but um, it depends on the center and the skills of the surgeon who uh, work there. Uh, so, But totally, uh, endometrial cancer is uh, laparoscopic surgery. And then uh, you mentioned that ovarian cancer was uh, third most common. Um, and certainly, obviously, in the United States, we are seeing a trend moving away from upfront surgery to neoadjuvant uh, chemotherapy. Is this the same that you're seeing in Russia? Are most patients undergoing upfront surgery or neoadjuvant chemotherapy? Uh, most patients undergone neoadjuvant therapy, especially in the regional cancer center, because... Uh, Cytoreductive surgery uh, uh, upfront, uh, reductive surgery is not widely spread in Russia, uh, and uh, some uh, big centers uh, like uh, my center or some centers in Saint Saint Petersburg, uh, they mm, perform uh, upfront surgery for ovarian cancer, but um, we think that, uh, but the situation with uh, this approach. It's not clear now for us too, and uh, uh, I think today uh, upfront surgery uh, this is uh, uh, not um, this is not like uh, uh, dogma. Uh, this is uh, this is only uh, this is um, uh, it is accessible only in few clinics. In Russia, I mean upfront, good, uh, really advanced upfront surgery. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you were mentioning, you know, the dogmas and uh, 
um, you know, certainly, obviously, in, in, in the United States, we tend to use the National Comprehensive Cancer Network guidelines. Um, in terms of setting your recommendations for your patients, in terms of setting the standards of treatment for your patient, do you follow uh, similar guidelines that are developed in Russia, or do you look to, for example, the NCCN guidelines? We have our own national guidelines in Russia, and uh, these guidelines are developed by Association of Oncology Oncologists in Russia. Uh, but um, uh, these guidelines uh, correspond to NCCN guidelines, and uh, we often use NCCN guidelines if we have uh, some case and um, this we are very familiar with uh, NCCN guidelines and our guidelines with some exceptions uh, is, uh, correspond to NCCN. And one of the things that I was interested in asking you was about the current status of research and the quality of research. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, what's going on with regards to are there multi-center national studies in Russia? Uh, do you know of international collaborations in, in Russia? Usually, uh, usually in um, um, mostly we have uh, local trials, but um, they are uh, retrospective uh, or prospective. Uh, but um, this is usually single center trials. Um, unfortunately, we do not have well organized uh, randomized multi center trials because. Uh, Sometimes it is difficult to find funding for this trial and to find specialists who are ready to participate in this trial. Uh, but uh, I think in the near future, this situation will be changed. We had some uh, local randomized trials in uh, Russia, but I think uh, this is not enough to say that, yes, we have. And do you feel that the major cancer centers are willing and open and embracing of international trials, collaborations with Russia? Uh, yes, I think we are open. And uh, moreover, we are seeking this for this um, uh, collaboration because um, uh, this type of collaborations is very interesting for us. Where would you see, ideally, gynecologic oncology go over the next five years in Russia? Can you repeat? Where would you want to see the field, the specialty in gynecologic oncology in, in Russia in the next five years or so? <laughs> I think uh, we have to... Uh, have to change a little bit we have to change we have not a little bit we have to see we have to do serious change in training system for gynecologic oncology because the system um, now is uh, not uh, good uh, to uh, get uh, the uh, well uh, trained uh, gynecologic oncologist and this is the first uh, the next one uh, we have to uh, train uh, oncogynecologists in regional cancer center, training surgery, training um, uh, conservative treatment. And uh, of course, uh, we have to move in organizing uh, high quality trials because I think it is necessary nowadays. Uh, it is not possible to work without uh, these uh, this uh, situation.
Um, do you see that there is a significant interest from the young trainees to enter the field of gynecologic oncology in Russia? Yes, we have a lot of young doctors. Uh, we have a lot of young doctors who uh, want to be gynecologic oncologists. And uh, I think uh, this uh, today, it is time to change the training system to uh, provide them, these young doctors, to provide them uh, good quality education uh, for gynecologic oncology. And um, as the next um, purpose uh, of um, our work will be uh, prevention, cancer prevention, especially in cervical cancer, because uh, screening and um, situation with vaccination must be changed too. Well, I say thank you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Are there any uh, closing remarks you would like to make for our audience? Um, uh, first of all, I would like to thank you, Peter, for this uh, invitation. It was a great honor for me uh, to uh, share uh, information about uh, gynecological college in Russia with uh, the audience. And I hope uh, this will be uh, this information will be interesting and useful for doctors from different countries. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alexei.